0: So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you have come to the right place. Welcome. Hi, and welcome back. This podcast will be um, Matthew 28, Mark 16, Luke 24, John 20. This is going to be several appearances of Jesus. Uh, We'll start in Luke 24. Uh, Behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, three score furlongs. This is about seven or eight miles. And they talked together as these things had been, as which had happened, and it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Two disciples, Cleopas and another, possibly Luke, as it is he who records the event, walked from Jerusalem to Emmaus some six or seven miles. As they discussed the reports of these who had seen the open tomb and heard the words of the angels, Jesus himself joined them in their travels. They walked and talked. He seemed in all respects like any wayfaring man. His speech, demeanor, dress, physical appearance were all deemed by them to be that of a fellow mortal. They invited him to spend the night with them, and his true identity was made known only as he break bread. How better could he have taught them the literal and personal nature of resurrected beings? And that was by Elder McConkie. Back to Luke, verse 16, but their eyes were holden or covered that they could not know him. Why would Jesus withhold his identity on the road like this? Obviously, it was to show what a resurrected being is like. He was teaching the gospel as only he could teach—a living sermon, a sermon that was to be climaxed shortly in an upper room in the presence of his apostles. Could anyone devise a more perfect way to teach what a resurrected being is like when his glory is retained within him? And that was in the—that was by Bruce McConkie. Continuing Luke, And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these which ye have one with another, as ye walk, and are sad? And, the, and one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass the, there in these days? And he said unto them what things and they said unto him concerning Jesus of Nazareth who was a prophet mighty indeed in deed and word before God and all the people and how the chief priests and our and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have and have crucified him but we trusted that it had been he who should have redeemed Israel, and behold, and beside all this today this is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, who were early at the sepulcher, and when they found not his body, they came, saying, They had also seen a vision of angels, who said that he was alive. And certain of them who were with us went to the sepulcher, and found it even so, as the women had said. But him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Jesus taught the creation, the fall, the covenants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the law of Moses and the atonement. He would have also explained Isaiah and the Psalms that testified of him. And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went, and he made a, made us, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, "Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent." And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread, and blessed, and brake, and gave it to and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he was taken up out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the Scriptures? How often do our hearts burn within us during sacrament meeting talks or testimonies born or lessons given or Scriptures read? Uh, verse 33, And they arose up that same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together, and those who were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and and hath appeared to Simon. It may have been that Jesus' special appearance to Peter was associated in some way with the principle of keys, We feel free to suppose that that the appearance of Jesus to Peter was one in which the tears of Peter's denial in the court of Caiaphas were dried, one in which he was assured that though Satan desired to sift him as wheat, yet because, because Jesus had prayed for him, the noble Peter would yet come off triumphant, one in which a blessed bond of unity, of love, and of peace was established between the master and his servant. That was by Elder McConkie. Verse thirty five and they told the, and they told what things they saw and heard in the way, and how he was known of them or known to them in the breaking of bread. Imagine being there as a disciple, what would you have felt and said? Continuing Matthew or Luke twenty four, and as they thus spake Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted, and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, Why are you troubled, and why do thoughts arise in your hearts? This is the same as John twenty, verse nineteen. We believe it was an upper room, perhaps the same room in which John Mark, in the home of John Mark, where Jesus and the twelve celebrated the feast of the Passover. Many faithful women were there, and possibly even children. The whole group was eating an evening meal, and in effect holding a testimony meeting as they ate. What each had seen and heard knew of that day's happenings was recited, and particularly the account of the appearance of the Lord to Peter. No doubt the chief apostle told them freely all that had transpired on that holy occasion. And that was by Elder McConkie. Again, continuing verse nineteen, came Jesus and and stood in the midst and said, un, saith unto Peter, or, I'm sorry, saith unto them, Peace be unto you. Back to Luke, it says, Behold, my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. And when he had thus spoken, he showed him showed them his hands and his feet. And John adds, Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Back to Luke, verse 41. And while they yet wondered and believed, not for joy, he said unto them, Have ye here any meat? And they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and a honeycomb, and he took it, and did eat before them. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures, and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. In John it says, and then said Je- then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And what he had said this, and when he had said this, he breathed on them. This is an expression that means by the laying on of hands. The, this expression was also used in the Book of Mormon, in Third Nephi. And saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. So they're receiving priesthood keys. Continuing in John verse 24, But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hands into his side, I will not believe. Like I said, this is the first time anybody's been resurrected, so it's understandable that they're not understanding this because this is the first time it's ever happened. So we can't we can't chide Thomas too much. This is just an unbelievable thing. Over in Mark it says afterward he appeared unto the 11 as they sat at meat and abraded them for the, with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them who had seen him after he was risen. In John it says, And after eight days again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach thither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed." That's about us that he's talking, because we haven't seen him. At least, I haven't. In his resurrected state, Jesus retains the prints of the nails in his hands and feet as a special manifestation to the world. These are tokens. Such marks, however, are only temporary. After all have confessed that he is the Christ, his resurrected body will, like those of all mankind, be restored to its proper and perfect frame. And that was uh, by Tad Tad Collister uh, in the Encyclopedia of Mormonism. So that's all for today, and uh, these are witnesses that are showing the uh, divinity of Christ, that He is truly the Son of God, uh, because the save because nobody could have been resurrected but the Son of God, and then He resurrected everybody else. So we'll see you next time. Bye.